Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 114 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. So before I get started, I'm going to be adding a page to the website, the photographysidehustle.com website, for each podcast episode that I do. I should have done this from the beginning, but it was just extra work and, I re- well, at the beginning I didn't think about it. The page that I'm going to be putting up will have a transcript of what I said because I actually write this down before I do it. And it'll have all the links to anything that I've mentioned in the podcast. So this week's episode page, with all the links mentioned, can be found at photographysidehustle.com forward slash 114, the number 114 for the episode. All right, so photographysidehustle.com forward slash 114. So this episode comes courtesy of Facebook group member Tricia Cutterlow, and I hope I didn't screw your name up there. And she asked, which podcast episode was about building a website? Now, I went through the list quickly, and I know I've talked about what your website should have in it a few times in different episodes, but I haven't done one just on websites, I don't think. If I have, please correct me in the Facebook group or email me or something, but I'm pretty sure we haven't done websites yet. So this week, it is all about building websites. So we're going to start with what is needed. What does a website need? Now, every website needs a hosting package. If you're building the website yourself, you've probably got to go out and buy the actual hosting package. Or if you're going with one of the uh, pre-made websites like Squarespace or SmugMug for photographers, that kind of thing, your hosting package is that account that you're setting up. They're in control of everything you do. So you don't have to go and buy a a hosting package when you're doing that. It's just for if you're going to go the uh, do-it-yourself route or route. All right, so I'll talk more about the cost, hosting costs later when we get into the DIY bit of it. Now, the other thing that every website needs is a domain name like janedoe.com or yournamephotography.com or photographysidehustle.com. Now, it doesn't have to be a .com name. Years ago, there was only .com, .net, and .org. And then all the countries came out with their own domain extensions. Like here in Canada, it's .ca. In the UK, it's .co.uk, which is a bit of a silly one, if you ask me. And I think Australia is .com.au. Yeah, there's, there's so many out there. You can also buy domains extensions. Instead of .com, you can get .photo, .photography, .studio, .pretty much anything you can think of now. If you can get something that is your business name, that is ideal. Like, for instance, I could get andyjones.photography or photo or studio. Anyway, and the other thing that you, you can get is a personalized email address for your domain. Like, my email is andy at photographysidehustle.com. Now, having a personalized email address is better for your brand. It really is. Owning janedoe.com or yournamephotography.com and using a Gmail email address, it just doesn't look good. Now, not long ago, you could set up a personal email when you bought the domain, but now you have to pay extra. They've they've phased all that out now, and you've got to pay. Some hosting companies like GoDaddy charge you $2.99, $3 a month, but the second year it goes up to $7.99. It's way too expensive. Now, there's a company called Rackspace. There's quite a few of them. Rackspace.com offers a $2.99 a month package that stays the same year after year. Now, I use Rackspace for my email addresses and it works really well, but I get mine through my hosting company 
and it only cost me $1 a month and I'll explain how later. So let's have a look at your website building options. Like most things in life, you can save money if you can make it yourself. Now I made my first website back in January 1996. I had a computer that was a 486. This is the model that was before the Pentiums came out. Yeah, I know, I'm old. And I had just bought a one gig hard drive. I upgraded it for games. This was only for games because at the time there was no DSLRs. I don't think 96, maybe the first... No, I don't think the first cameras came out till later, closer to 2000. So there was no digital. You couldn't go out and take pictures with your with your phone because we didn't have phones. Well, we had phones, but they were like the size of a brick. So I paid $425 Canadian for this one gig hard drive, one gigabyte. My phone has 128 gigs, one gigabyte for $425. It was crazy. While I was at the computer store, I picked up a book on how to write HTML, and that was the the code that all websites were written in back in the early days when web pages didn't have any backgrounds. In fact, you can still use HTML on your websites now. Luckily, you don't need to buy a book to build a website. So let's have a look at your options. Now, first is you can pay someone to build your website. This can be really expensive. But if you go to, say, a website like fiverr.com, you can get a website made for a lot less. Someone overseas will make it. Now, I've never used Fiverr myself, so you need to check it out if you're going to use it and look at the designer's past work before hiring them. Just a heads up on that because things can go terribly wrong. So prices where I live, I'm pretty sure it's the same everywhere, range from a few hundred dollars for a high school kid to do your website to $30,000 and above for a design agency. So let's have a look at the general website host platforms. Now, these are platforms like Wix.com, W-I-X, and Squarespace. They offer websites to any kind of business, not just photographers. So they're quite general. They do have themes there that you can use that are for photographers, and they do look pretty good. I will say that my uh, daughter used a Wix website when she was uh, shooting. It did look pretty good, but it can get expensive. So if you want to accept payments, it's going to cost you, as of... Well, as of yesterday when I looked, July the 15th, 2023, $27 a month if you pay annually. And if you go month to month, it's $36 a month. And that's for Squarespace. Wix is listed at $27 a month, but it doesn't mention anything about paying up front, which I think it's going to be the same. You get $27 a month if you pay annually. Now, you can choose from lots of site templates. There are just absolute loads of them. And they can be altered to suit your needs in any way you want. And the results are generally great. But like I say, it can be expensive. These sites have limited extensions and plugins. So you just can't add any third-party app that you like. They're pretty strict on what you can use. Like I say, these are good websites, but they can be a little expensive. Now, the next ones are made for photographers host platforms. This type of platform is for you guys, just photographers. These are portfolio websites that allow you to set up password-protected galleries and sell your work. Most of them are linked to photo labs in the US, and the order is printed and shipped directly to your customer. Now, if you're outside of the United States, I don't know if they offer any photo labs in other countries. That's something you'll have to look into yourself. These sites are not cheap. One of them, I think it was, I'm not sure, I think it was Pixieset. I think they 
offer different packages within the packages and it got really expensive. They do look extremely nice, the websites, and it's all set up just for you. Like I say, they're not cheap. The more options that you choose, the price shoots up. What I don't like about these sites is if you want to sell through the site, you have to upload the full-size file. Just the time it takes to upload a full wedding just puts me off. I can imagine like it just be uploading for hours. Plus, you're handing over control of how to crop all your images ready for different size printing. You have no part in the quality control apart from taking the image and editing it. And believe me, not everything that comes out of these photo labs is perfect. I've had a couple of books that I had made for a, after a wedding and the spine was off by about half an inch. The other book was all squished and like it, it was just, they were just absolute garbage. I'm not going to say which one it was, Mpix, but they did remake them really fast and I got everything within a, you know, another week and I had everything all fixed up, but it's just the pain you've got to go through. And if I had had that mail directly to the customer, the customer would have been dealing with me and me dealing, it would have been just out of control. So anyway, that aside, if you're still interested after that rant, I'll give you a few names that offer, that offer this kind of site. There's Smug Mug, Pixie Set, Format.com, Shootproof.com and Zenfolio. Now these, are, I'll put the links on the webpage, but there is something very important that I discovered that I didn't know. <laughs> I, I, it's been there all the time and I've never used it. If you have an Adobe Creative Cloud account, for Photoshop and Lightroom, etc., you get a free portfolio website. You can even password protect pages and galleries. Now, if you visit portfolio.adobe.com, you can get a free portfolio site. So if you just set up a basic website with information and some images, you can link directly to your portfolio website over at Adobe and have things you know, password protected so no one can see them apart from the people that need to. So I think it's pretty cool that and it's free. So if you have, if you use Lightroom and Photoshop and you pay for the Creative Cloud, you've got a free website there. You can actually use it just as your website and take the orders yourself. You don't, anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting off topic here. Okay, so the next option you've got is a WordPress website. Now this is the realm of building it yourself. The majority of websites around the world are WordPress based, but there are two types of WordPress and you need to listen carefully. There is WordPress.com and WordPress.org. WordPress.com is basically a hosting company with WordPress sites on it and it charges you money and is very restrictive. You can't use all the um, plugins and themes that you would like to if you use the other version of WordPress. So avoid, with all your power, WordPress.com. Really, it's of no use to you. WordPress.org is the website for the free open source software that is continuously being developed. There are thousands of developers that make add-ons and themes for it. It's incredible what you can do. Whatever you can imagine, there's software out there that can do it for you if you're using a WordPress site. So you don't have to go to wordpress.org to set your website up. 
The big plus with using WordPress is all the hosting companies offer it. In fact, they'll install it for you. When you pay for your hosting package, it's already there. You don't have to upload anything, download anything. It's all just done for you. Now, in the past, I would have told you to use GoDaddy or Bluehost because they're cheap and pretty easy to get started. But I've just checked out GoDaddy and the prices are not cheap anymore. They are pretty expensive, I think. So I advise you, if you're going to do your own website, use Bluehost because you can get a hosting package with an SSL certificate included for 500, 500 for $5.45 a month. If you don't know what an SSL certificate is, it makes your site secure so that you're able to take customers' details safely. The beauty of Bluehost is your domain name is free for the first year when you sign up for your WordPress hosting package, which it's going to save you 20, 25 bucks. And like I said at the beginning, I'm going to put links to everything that I've mentioned at photographysidehustle.com forward slash 114. Now, my hosting company is called Cloudways. And you should only think about using them or any company like them if you have some experience setting up hosting and WordPress yourself. Although they do have lots of videos and tutorials to help you, it still can be a little daunting if you've never done it before. Their cheapest option is $14 a month and you can have multiple websites on that account. And you can add an email, like I said earlier, for $1 a month, which is crazy. So. For $15 a month, you can have a website and an email. You could add an extra two websites if you wanted and just add an extra two emails and you would still be paying, well, you'd only be paying $17. So it's a good way to go if you're thinking of doing multiple websites. So say if you were doing weddings and uh, then in the winter you did some winter sports, you could have two separate websites and it's for the same cost. Now, if you went through a company like Bluehost, you could, Leave one website and have it split, which is okay, but it's not the best. If you've got a dedicated website to a certain type of photography, it's probably the best way to go. Anyway, I'm dive, I'm getting off subjects a bit here. Now, with this company, Cloudways, if you use my link in, on the website, you'll get a $25 hosting credit, which is a month and a half <laughs> of uh, free hosting. So, Anyway, now WordPress has a built-in editor And it works very well. Um, There's lots of free themes that you can get, but some of the free themes that come with it really suck. They are just blur. You can buy themes that look really good when they show you. Now, the one thing about themes is you'll look at them and think, wow, that's really good. But then when you download the theme, there's no images in it and it just looks, you know, pretty basic. When you're looking at a website, look at the images. You've got to imagine your images in it. Now, the theme editor that i use is called divi and it comes with a lot of pre-made themes that you can use and alter to suit i don't use the pre-made ones anymore i used to i've just got a way of doing it now i like like it to look a certain way and the beauty of this program is if you do something you like you can actually save it to the cloud you have a cloud account that comes with it you save it to the cloud and then when you go to you have to redo a site or you're going to do another site and you want it to look the same you can just click on these parts and it all just sets up automatically. It's, it's amazing. Now I've been using it for eight years now and it just keeps getting better and better. In fact, it also has a portfolio app built into it so you can just add it to any page and you can put a portfolio in there and it makes life a lot easier. So again, I'll have a link to that on the webpage. 
Um, there are a few other ones that you can use, but I think Divi is probably the best and most well-known. Check it out if you're interested. Okay, next. What do you need to put on your website? Now, I'm not going to go into too much depth there. I've covered it in past episodes. So I'll go over the basics. Your website should answer and solve a problem the customer has. And their problem might that problem might be they need a photographer for their daughter's wedding day. So these are the pages that your website will need. Now, obviously, you've got a homepage, the first place that a visitor will land when they go to your, say, yourbusinessname.com. You need to address a problem that your customers have at the top of this page. They shouldn't have to scroll down to find out the information that they need. If, like I already said, the customer needs to know if you're available on a certain date to take photos of the daughter's wedding, you need a heading at the top that addresses this, like find out if your wedding day is available. They can then click on the link and they can see your calendar and they can book you if you're available. If they have to search your site, they won't stay long on your site. You've got to make your site easy to use. The next page you're going to need is a simple contact page, a simple form that lets customers ask questions. And it's super important when you get asked a question through this email form that you reply quickly. They're asking a question because they need a problem solved, not because they need an answer next week. All right, next one, portfolio. A good portfolio is going to get you lots of bookings. If they see your work and they like it, they're going to book you. But your photos need to be related to the type of photography you're selling. It's no good posting photos of your dog if you sell sports photographs. Unless your dog's doing sports. But say if your website is split, say you do weddings and family portraits. You have two portfolios, one for each. You do not mix them. There's no point in mixing them at all. You're watering down the quality of your photos. Someone looking for wedding, looking at wedding examples doesn't want to see the family down the street under a tree all smiling. They want to see wedding photos. Right, next one, password protected galleries. Now, you've got to keep customers' photos secure for them of you. You don't want other people to look at them. This is this really important. If you're setting up your own site, you can either try and set the passwords up yourself or you can use the free Adobe portfolio site that I mentioned earlier and just link to it. Next one is a pricing page. Now, some photographers don't put the prices on the website. Why? I don't know. I'm sure they could get more bookings if they did. If you're looking for a photographer, you visit the website, the photos are amazing and the prices are within your budget, you book them. Without prices, you start to think they're going to be pretty expensive if they're not putting them out there, you know, and they might not even call you. So get your prices on the website. Next one is an about page. Now, if you're going to do an about page, don't fill this page with fluff about your life. It's only important to you. Tell customers how you enjoy creating the perfect family portrait. How seeing mothers react when they see the child's portrait for the first time makes it all worthwhile. That kind of thing. Put their mind at ease with what you talk about. They need you to tell them how great the result is going to be. Make them feel like they've found the right photographer. All right, next one is mailing list. Now, this isn't a page, obviously. It's something that you need to set up early in your business. Have a sign-up form on each page that says sign up for the latest special offers. I use ConvertKit for my mailing list. They're one of the better ones out there. 
They have a free plan to get you started. I think you can go up to a thousand people on your list. So you could just use that all the time. And the one thing they do have is you can copy and paste their code into your website and it's all automatic. When someone signs up, they're added to your list. Then when you're marketing for, say, Easter sessions or Christmas photos or whatever it is, you send an email to all the people on your list offering, say, an early bird discount. And uh, it's going to make your marketing so much easier. You're not just throwing your information out there on Facebook or wherever and hoping that someone sees it. You are actually going to send emails to people that want this information. So it's a massive thing to have with your business. I'm pretty sure that most photographers out there don't have a mailing list. So get one because it's the way online business is done nowadays. Now, I'll put a link to ConvertKit and all the other things that I've mentioned on the podcast page, like I've been telling you. Okay, I think I've covered everything. If you have any questions, you can find me in the Facebook group or on Messenger. Oh, and I now have an account on Threads, the Instagram version of Twitter. Search for Photography Side Hustle, all one word, and we can share photos and have a chat on there if you like. It's pretty much the same as Twitter without the rudeness. It's all, I like it. Right, I'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye.